back to the Combs and Doe show. It's been a little while since we've been gone, but like Kelly Clarkson, we're fucking back. So I hope all of you out there... Insert coin and press player one. Insert coin and press player, press player one because it's the Combs and Doe show and we're back for a little while and so much has happened in the world. I'm going to choose Ken, so I guess you're going to have to be real. Well, I just I was going to bring up the sad news of those Argentinian submariners, so in, in honour of them, I'm going to choose Blanca, I think. From, from Brazil, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of close. That's some cultural appropriation for you. And the sub could be anywhere. Why the fuck haven't they still found that missing Malaysian Airlines plane that went disappearing? It's a bit sus, huh? Yeah, it's hard to explain why they haven't found it. It is kind of a place in the world that, like, there is, like, nothing. Yeah, there are, but... flew it into this really shitty place to search, but, um... Yeah, not the real shit. Yeah, you'd reckon if if America has all these secret space weapons and there's oh. all this um, secret life extension technology, they could find this uh, this shitty plane, yeah. The best one I saw was, like, right when it went and it was someone with, like, satellite photos of, like, a, um airbase in Kazakhstan. Like, this was taken at this time. This is the plane. Like, this is a shadow from it and shit, as if the plane had been taken. Like Liam Neeson's daughter, they just took the whole plane, you know? And landed in Kazakhstan. And landed in Kazakhstan for who knows what end, so... I'm just saying that's the sort of world that we're living in, you know? So, people get sick of all that shit. They want to come and hear about what you do and me, me going to be an update. <laughs> they want to hear our thoughts. What have you been up to? Just chatting to you, my friend. Just chatting to you. Yeah? Yeah. I went to a UFC fight night in Sydney last Sunday. Oh, did you really? It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah? My friend shouted me. Yeah? Cheers, Fez. Cheers, Fez. <laughs> um... I don't know, like, it wasn't the most epic card of all time, but there was a couple of fights on there that were pretty wild. Hmm. Um, one fight that Damien or Daniel, I can't remember, Mean Machine Brown, hmm. uh, lost, but they banged it out so hard, the whole crowd was just like, ah, like, until the end, because it was just crazy. They were like, at this one point, I think Damien Brown was sort of like, come on, come on, just wanted to swing it out with the guy, like, old school styles. And um, the, he was sort of like talking his body, would punch the guy, and then like as he's going back, the other punch would take a punch. So it was mm. like this classic sort of like bang, 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 just smashing the shit out of each other thing. Mm. And the crowd seemed to fully um, appreciate that. <laughs> they like a bit of a brawl, huh? So I was like, oh fuck, that was pretty <clears> intense. <throat> and then this ex Roosters NRL player, mm. Ty Tuivasa. Mm is in the heavyweight division and it was his I think it was his UFC debut and he was like six and six and six and nothing in professional bouts Hmm. before the UFC and they're all like first round knockouts right Hmm. so these guys are like 100 kegs plus and he's max heavyweight so he's 
120 kilos, right? Big boy. Mate has to cut to get a to 120. <laughs> yeah, he's like a unit. He's yeah. not, he doesn't have a six pack and shit. Yeah, <laughs> but oh my god, and like seeing that sort of intro for it, like oh yeah, he's, all these like fights are first round finishes, so they're like um. I don't know, in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, oh, it'd be cool if you can keep it going, even on this UFC debut. Hmm. And then in the first round, he's like, oh, it's going kind of slowly, and he's throwing these fully heavy shots and sort of just dealing with the shots that the the lighter guy's hitting him with. And then I think there was a minute 30 to go in the first round, and then out of nowhere, he sort of just clocks him with one that sort of half-stunned him, runs across the cage. This... 120 kilo dude does like a flying knee knees the dude in the head and the dude like is out cold so quickly that by the time he's hitting the floor it's like that thing where he's out and then his head like like flops back and smashes into the canvas kind of thing like oh shit and then he went for the like have one on the floor as well i think it kind of clipped him i'm not sure that it was like really bad after your unconscious one but it sort of got a little one on the floor as well but what was the event and the atmosphere like super fucked up for that one though because when when it was like, oh, shit, out of nowhere, and he kept his record going, I actually got goosebumps from it. It was yeah. so fucked up. Like, was it quite oh. an electric atmosphere into it? Uh, yeah. 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 That sounds fun. Uh, I guess <clears throat> I'd, I'd eaten a bunch of uh, coconut oil beforehand, so sure. like a bit, like, I don't know, I wouldn't say too high, but for a public atmosphere, probably <laughs> a bit too high or whatever. It ended up like, because uh, I like coconut oil differently when you have it that way, the cannabis coconut oil. Mm. Um, compared to smoking when I'm smoking cannabis I tend to get quite paranoid and then not like public places but the coconut oil seems to well maybe it's just eating the pot because it processes it with your liver and some other chemical is getting released right so the feeling I get from it it's more like I don't really care right and the the whole crowd ended up just looking sort of like this big like oh sort of like oversaturated matte painting and you're yeah. just like not taking the crowd as a real bunch of people it's yeah. just this picture kind of thing like oh yeah whatever sounds, I'm just gonna yell shit out woo sounds to me like you got too high yeah it was pretty, it was pretty cool right <laughs> and then um I, I yelled a few sick lines out like not not very oh. sick they're pretty pretty lame other people were getting laughs and shit occasionally and like because there was a couple of good fights right hmm. the crowd got a little bit complacent after those good fights had happened on the prelim card and then when these guys are sort of like testing each other out and going around the ring sort of throwing jabs at the air and shit like these random people in the crowd would just be like woo, (laughs) (laughs) and then it would happen and then there'd end up being like six people around Hmm. this giant stadium you know just wooing playing playing woo tennis like woo woo woo." (laughs) like so disrespectful but kind of funny as well and then I was in a kind of weird mood because um, I had a couple of drinks as well, but they're like half sure. drinks, so I can't really blame that. But we know what you're like with the booze, too. <laughs> yeah, so I was maggot, eh? <laughs> um, but because I went with my mate, mm. it's like... And I think the original event was supposed to feature Mark Hunt, which would have been epic, right? Mm. Um but it ended up having Fabricio Verdum from Brazil, right? Yeah. And he's not like this... Like, I, I don't particularly like him, right? Like, Is he the one that threw the... Does the yeah, does that... Yeah, threw the boomerang. Threw the boomerang at the other guy's head, yeah. And apparently the other guy was talking this kind of... So like him filthy, filthy Brazilian yeah, and shit, yeah. yeah shitty yeah, trash, yeah. yeah. And, um, Pretty unbecoming of everyone. But my feeling on that whole situation, the Covington thing, yeah, he talked that shitty trash... 
but the way that I feel about Fabrizio Verdun, huh. I reckon he's full of shit, and I reckon he just went and confronted that guy over the previous trash that he talked. Huh. But the way that Verdun just does, I I just don't trust the guy. He's like, he <laughs> he pulls these dumbass faces. Huh. I've heard him say Maricon to a bunch of people, which is faggot and stuff. So he's like, he talks rough shit, right? When yeah. he doesn't think camera's watching, and then when he's like, oh, winning the fighter on camera, he's like, oh, hello, Sydney, huh. hello, everyone, and like, <laughs> just it's guy. just such a fake cunt. I fucking hate <laughs> the guy, right? So yeah. I couldn't contain that because I'd eaten like ten G's of croc, right? Sure. I thought that weed was meant to make you feel good positive. It did. It was really people. good. And I was like, got goosebumps oh. from that previous oh. fight and all this shit. Maybe it was like those two drinks because it was for so long. Don't blame like your hatred. Hours, Don't right? blame your hatred on that. But I might have peaked. And yeah. then by the end... I was that like, oh, yeah, you're... No, the... but no, the sport does it to me. I've told you with NRL as well. <laughs> the reason I was bringing it up so I could be kind of apologetic about sure. it. But okay. It's sort of like um, got to the point where... Because, I don't know, you know how I can be with some of the mates from school. It's sort of like you end up talking the roughest shit to each other mm. to make each other laugh, right? Mm. And then I thought it was quite hilarious, but then <laughs> my friend who usually finds it like totally mad hilarious mm. occasionally was a couple of times like, oh shit, chill out, cover, like calling me the guy that was saying <laughs> the filthy brilliant shit. Because <laughs> I think I was, I was getting a bit too hectic. Yeah. Right? sort of vicariously through the hate for this guy then just shitting on an entire race of people well, not even oh, a race but even like, doing this bigoted sort of shit not, yeah. not fully it's a bloodlust don't you don't blame yourself I, it's, I, I it's your red blood I self. enjoy it in this way right no. I kind of like saying shit that I don't mean while I'm watching sport sure. and that's why I probably don't watch a lot of sport but think, anymore think, of, <laughs> think about his hurt feelings and shit though <laughs> yeah so that's what I'm saying it didn't, it didn't mean shit to anyone but because I had such a diminished respect for being in such a public situation sure. i was probably not even saying it as quiet as as i should have been sure. even though i was saying it quietly mm. you know probably shouldn't have been saying it at all mm. but yeah nrl and all that shit mm. brings that shit out of me because i was cheering for the you know he's the first aboriginal guy to win a mm. fight in the ufc tied to a mm. mm. and um you know it didn't matter where they were from. It was just I hated this particular guy, and then I got to talk the roughest shit. You know? like, it was dumb. And then even to the point when I'm leaving, my mate's like, "Oh, we're joking about how I was being a dick or whatever." And then I'm, um, I'm like, "Oh fuck! I don't, hope I don't get stabbed by a Brazilian." You know? And then even that in itself is pretty fucked up. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. So I'm just like catching myself in cunt the whole day as well, but. It was super funny, and no one really caught me, so I guess it doesn't matter. I shouldn't have brought it up. Well, you can get in trouble anywhere because I read also this news story <laughs> about in Melbourne this uh, something. And that... nothing I said wasn't really true or anything. Sure, it, it was wasn't rough, true. You know? But this woman, just rough hate facts. Who was fifty nine or something, got dragged out of a Stevie Nicks concert for dancing in Melbourne or whatever over the weekend. She was dan- They're all assigned chairs and shit. My parents saw her in Sydney, but she was at the Melbourne one and was dancing a little bit, and they came over. And like asked her to stop or whatever, or came over and just sort of grabbed her and dragged her out just for <laughs> dancing. I'm like, isn't that a sad state of affairs for what the world's come to? Where was she dancing? Stevie Nicks concert, like just in her next to her seat or whatever, and they dragged her out <laughs> just for dancing. Did you make this shit up? No, it's true. It's true. It's a real news story. Well, she was a security threat for standing. A up. security threat for standing up, I suppose. Yeah. And that's what else I was thinking, going back to your UFC as well. You know, I was wondering... Oh, there was metal detectors at UFC. Yeah, oh, fuck. It's like some inner city high shit. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, going what you were saying. I wasn't that bad, but I don't know. I did feel a bit weird about it. I was thinking to myself about the NRL and being like, man, I've got to chill on this sport shit. I should just play sport and not watch it. In a way, it sort of sucks. Like, when 30. the tribalism out of it. 30 years ago, this would be applied towards, like, world wrestling, professional wrestling, which is also always sort of fun and campy and was a bit innocent shit. With the Iron Sheik. Yeah, yeah, right? But all the stage shit, whereas, like, our world is so coarse and vulgar and immediate these days that it is these guys actually punching who actually just are kind of. And that's the weirdest part is that it's real life soap opera and combat sort of i was stooping to this shitty level <laughs> to attack a guy because i didn't think he's being a respectful enough martial artist you know it's mm. just such a fucking hypocritical mm. thing to do. well yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it got a few what few res- lols. what respect in, <laughs> what's the respect you're complaining about what respect does he lack for the sport that you find so uh oh, you know like it's supposed to be this sort of martial artist guy like ooh, like all tame like if your sure. re- hands are registered deadly yeah, yeah right and all this shit a responsibility be boomerangs and yeah. motherfuckers in the street yeah. you know like just a hothead fucking dumb yeah. idiot who's living up to a stereotype about his own people so it makes it so easy to just then slip into this shit oh. and um i took the bait so sorry guys yeah. sorry if pa- anyone around me heard <laughs> so even after but all i'm not sorry to my mate because we usually find that shit funny well I the real we question I didn't we hear it. Went on the same exact level at the same time. I didn't hear an apology for the people. And thanks for taking me, dude. And the people of Brazil. I didn't hear an apology for them. You apologized to the crowd, but. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're not included? Oh, I'm just apologizing if anyone heard me. Okay. <laughs> I don't really care about what I said. It's just like if I accidentally said it loud enough to offend someone instead of make them laugh. Yeah, right? Or like make them really cringe or something, you know? Like, yeah. Ooh. It can go the wrong way sometimes. You gotta, yeah, yeah. You've got to pick your battles. And that's that's really the, I don't know, the knife edge on which comedy and indeed life sort of uh, perch, you know? The coconut oil gives me this weird high with a sup- more of a super confidence about mm. it than when you're smoking crock. It's more of this sort of, I don't know, I get a bit more timid on it. Mm. And it's the same, same plant. It's pretty cool. Fuck, man. That's a, if anyone's out there too as well watch speaking of drugs they seized like 700 kilos of cocaine the other day up near Newcastle or whatever in some boat but there's a fucked up show if you want to check out called Gordon Ramsay who's like it's Gordon versus cocaine and basically it's him like there's so much cocaine in our restaurants I've gone to find out why like drug testing his own restaurant and shit <laughs> threatening to do it the stuff and eventually goes to Colombia and like treks all the way through the jungle like obviously it's a bit set up but it's still quite entertaining it's like blimey this place looks dangerous and shit <laughs> sort of Ross camping it in a weird way because he's a chef or whatever right but it's quite informative and he goes way into the Colombian jungle to meet an actual coca farmer and processor or whatever he's like wow look at that so back in London this is the crap you're putting into your bodies and shit while he's pouring in like all these like battery acid and shit like that Mm. but after as he kept going into it and describing it I realized he's like so he's just letting that simmer off there and shit he was fully talking about the guy as a chef like (laughs) chef to chef it wasn't just a matter of like oh this guy's a drug maker he kept using these culinary terms and sort of respecting him on this chef way of cooking up cocaine (laughs) it was super weird after you mentioned it to me the other week or whatever I was thinking about that a bit and I like his uh thinking about it like a chef thing but I almost wanted him to be I would prefer it if he was sort of a bit of a fucking um hectic cunt as well and then he could be sort of making those cakes do you remember there was some I can't remember what the driver's name but at the pizza place that we <laughs> once did uh, the stuff at Don Uponeth yeah <laughs> and he was telling me that he used to well they had a 
cake for this party this one time. I think his name was Patrick. It was right, right near the end. All right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He had these glasses. He kind of looked like you, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. And then, <laughs> like, cool version of you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No wonder I had to leave. Fuck. What uh, an asshole. Upsetting. But, like, a cake. And he's like, and it had, like, cocaine in the icing. And it had just, like, <laughs> pingers on each bit as little candy bits oh, on shit. top. And then trips as well. And I'm like, what the fuck? I think and it was, it was having, a wee cake. It was a wee cake, yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, God damn. It wasn't a real thing. Yeah, no, it was. It was like that guy had it at a birthday party and that was making me mm. want but, Gordon Ramsay to be more yeah. of a junkie so that he could have then been making these fucking crazy drug cakes <laughs> crazy for real. Drug. Like, well, yeah. On mass. He also said that he's cooked in Colombia and shit and the guests like, came up to him. The guests gave him some cocaine and like sprinkled this on the dessert for shit <laughs> for real, which is pretty bull. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't want to be able to taste it. Hmm. Hey, do you know this fucking all this? We talked about it in the last show. And I don't need to go on about it heaps, but this um whole, you know, sexual politics of like people in power getting opposed for abuse and abusive ideas and stuff, and well, abusive actions really, that are now sort of coming to light because of climate shifting or whatever. And there was this <laughs> fucked up one that came Hollywood and <clears throat> politicians. Well, it spread to politics, yeah, exactly. And there was one that just this afternoon or whatever they brought up, and you wouldn't expect it, but it was John Howard, right? <laughs> And there was this allegation by, I think her name was Jeanette, that like he used to take ages, ages to finish and stuff, which is why she called him Johnny Come Lately. And that was his wife. What an outrage. <laughs> so stew on that. Hmm. As soon, I don't know, as soon as you mentioned John Howard in a sexual sort of setting it doesn't work right I just pictured his head as a clitoris it was fucking weird <laughs> oh shit is that what that pause in that face was sort of yeah it just you? Blew, blew my brain oh. to the side yeah I was like ah oh, his head is a clitoris ah oh, there's something there <laughs> I just pictured him in bed like as a stick figure with the little glasses and backwards like back tufts of hair like curled up in bed with a blanket and his wife next to him but that's awesome that you imagined him as a clitoris fuck <laughs> oh shit Anyway, I just thought that I, we like keeping up to date with that shit on the fence. Oh, Cones and I also decided that it was about time we rewatched the documentary Bloodsport the yeah. other week as well. And it's a pretty good uh, world, look into the world of, um, you know, Kumite, 90 days. Kumite. No holds barred fighting. What a joyous Free movie. They, why are those movies? They're not, just not like that anymore, right? They're so cheap. You just go to Hong Kong, you get some locals, film this fucking thing on one stage. You scream in slow-mo, <laughs> like, Wah! Fuck yeah, you get a big belly American friend because <laughs> otherwise everyone's like, who's this fag? <laughs> so, um, yeah, classic movie. Oh, I fucking enjoyed that shit. Mm. Especially at the end, how it flashes up like, ooh, Frank Dukes was da 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 He had like 53 consecutive knockouts and all this shit. Mm. It's like, oh, this guy wrote a movie about himself, eh? Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't we all have to do that in a way? <laughs> it's fucking cool, that. Mm. But I'm pretty sure um, in real life, Frank Dukes got knocked out by a real UFC fighter who wasn't even that, you know, who didn't go on to become much. Someone needs to put these UFC punks in that place, you know? <laughs> Fully. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I, sh- I guess, yeah, that sort of cuts me about it. The oh. that it, no, It's a shame because if Hillary so got elected, they would have shut it down. But yeah. you want it to be so... You want it to be respectful and normal, otherwise it becomes a joke. But is this commercial joke sort of by virtue of how big it it's is? It's almost become a joke now, yeah. Yeah, 
but it's cool it's entertaining you know it's what still I mean it's entertaining but yeah, the, yeah. the way that they don't respect the the lines of the sport anymore in terms of like guys getting a run to something mm. getting trounced by money fights and shit mm. all the time now which is kind of funny it's a shame that everything just gets run by the money I'm a McGregor fan mm. for sure but fuck he fucking he sped up that process because it's not like someone yeah. wouldn't have come along and made more money yeah but he's made that happen so fucking quickly that now they're just like what what's the next money fight what's the yeah. next money fight yeah they can't go back yeah <laughs> like, yeah that's kind of fucked it up a little bit that's true it's gonna I wonder it'll probably implode like that pride event or whatever as well <laughs> but I don't mean cause, pride no, was fucking yeah, crazy pride, though, pride like, was cool in, yeah, in Japan and they, yeah. let, they let them piss hot and shit and they mm. just tell them like oh yeah you're seven times the level of testosterone for mm. like a healthy average male mm. and they're like oh is that cool and they're like yeah it's mm. cool we just wanted to tell you <laughs> yeah and then they let them fight and shit like, that's, oh, Japan. Fuck. that's Japan for you <laughs> fuck man just for your health man <laughs> just so you know <laughs> your piss is green <laughs> I kind of want to rewatch the Smashing Machine again as well. That's pretty. Cool. Yeah, I think about that movie every now and then. It's pretty hectic. It's it's, it's a bit sad. depressing as well, though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I saw a new ten-minute kind of fifteen-minute doco of Mark Kerr getting interviewed, and he's like, he works in a used car. He like is a used car salesman, and well, that's the thing about especially this American hustle. They all end up like that, right? In like, Arizona, or whatever. yeah. Like, oh, is it is it Phoenix, Arizona? Oh, I'm just saying uh, that's a sort of yeah, Phoenix, yeah. Arizona. All the American thing is you get to live that such high life for something of a short amount of time, <laughs> and then everyone just goes back to sort of like. <laughs> Someone should totally be using that guy as either a coach or you mm. know something, but selling wheat crispies he's just sort and shit. of like yeah, gone down the hole and then ended up in this situation. It's like this massive dude. Use car salesman, but I guess um, yeah, it's one of those bur- burnout fucking bright stories, right? Where you're just sort of shooting up painkillers after you fight and to fight and mm. watch it. It's pretty fucking hectic. Oh, man. <laughs> Smashing machine, recommended. I remember trying to take a um, portable video player to M Bomb's house to watch that, mm. and then it didn't work. I don't mm. think I don't think there was an AV connection to the new TV with this fucking eighties. <laughs> portable video player that yeah. I brought around there sounds a bit psycho it was retarded it was a different world it was back just then. before internet got mm. good enough to like download it would have been like LimeWire or Napster shit like oh you can maybe get a movie over like three weeks you sort of had to work for it back in the day and shit you know <laughs> yeah fuck man I saw a cop car parked on the way here you know these newer newer designs of petrol stations how there's like a bunch of petrol pumps next to each other and it just fits two cars next to each other in between them as i pulled up to it this afternoon like heavy traffic and people trying to get in this cop car in front had just parked right in the middle of the two like wasn't getting petrol didn't drive up to the front bit just parked right in the fucking middle of the two of them can you believe that it's just so fucking rude and i don't mind some of the shit the cops do but i hate that it's just rude but what do you what can you expect i guess right so I just have to burn one for the boys in blue. <laughs> I love that. 
in memory, you know, in mm. respect and honor and shit. Oh, I've been watching. I don't know. You said you were going off them, but unfortunately, I somehow ended up a bit on a couple of prison shows and shit as well, <laughs> too, right? <laughs> so I don't want to mention it heaps, but I watched quite a bit of. I think it's called Lock Up State Prison, yeah, yeah. and it's in Santa Rosa, Florida, or whatever. I don't know if you've seen it. They wear these oh, blue, yeah. blue outfits and stuff. But you know, there's a lot of advice we've heard before about shanking and suitcasing <laughs> and all this <laughs> fucked up stuff. But this was a new one I learned. And gunning. And- they were talking to one of the guards there, and he's like. He's like, yeah, you know, you got to be able to maintain the distance and stuff, you know, between you and that. We're all at risk, but that's why I grow this beard, right? Right? And he's got this smallish beard or whatever. And he's like, because the prisoners all have to be clean shaven. That means if I get taken hostage or something and they try and walk me out after swapping uniforms, a sniper will know that I'm not a prisoner. <laughs> that was his rationale behind having a beard. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. But I don't know. What is it about these prison shows that are so? I feel I feel sort of disgusted watching them. Yeah, it part does. of it is like oh, I'm it's... better off than these people, right? Well, and it's just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm right or not, but it feels like it's just like that natural affinity for institutionalization. Yeah, it's like because your brain is run. You know, your brain's running your body. You can't control that. So you feel like, you know, there's always, like, it's good to follow systems, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just natural. Yeah. So then you get, it's like, it's the way that I think when I try and think back through the epochs of different school that I went to, and it's like thinking of infants and the couple of primaries I went to, there's so many names and shit that I can't fucking remember now and Mm. faces like that. Mm. But when you think of it, it's like this cool, like, oh, I remember that time and it was like with these people, you know what I yeah, mean? Right? It's like, <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's such a weird feeling that I get from watching it. It's like, you're sort of fucked in that situation, but you're going to fucking, you know, like, it's you against the system and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Totally, right. And then you start seeing some psychos saying some fucking crazy shit, like that one that I told you not to watch, but maybe you should watch. About with a guy getting shanked and shit. Yeah, it's um, Troy Kell, I think, hmm. in Las Vegas. And dude's fucking nuts. <laughs> like, he, um, this fifteen-year-old uh, girl in Las Vegas that he knew they'd grown up together, mm. and he was three years older, so he's eighteen and dropped out of school already. Mm. She's hanging out in Vegas, and some creepy dude that runs like a strip joint or some shit um, suggests to the fifteen-year-old girl that she should pose nude and all this shit, and she can make money as a model and all this stuff, right? Oh shit! So then the um. The girl's like, oh, that's a bit creepy and fucked up, and told the eighteen-year-old Troy Kell, yeah, and say, like, oh, you should um, you should beat this dude up, right? Yeah. So then they drove him out to the desert, and like on some false pretense, like it's uh Troy, the girl, and the the victim, the mm. Vic, mm. and they so, uh, somehow it ended up that it, the girl gets out of the car to like go to the bathroom. And then on the way back, pretends to fall over, like mm. pretends to trip over. The guy, the victim, gets out of the car to go help the chick that fell over. Like, oh yeah, come on. Mm. And then as he goes to bend down to help the chick that fell over, the guys like come over. The uh, Troy's come over as well. Mm. And instead of beating the guy up or whatever, just shoots him six times in the face. Right. Mm yeah okay and then they leave the body there and like go away and then like the chick is such a young like girl Hmm. that at school 
she's saying like braggy shit like oh you know like, that guy was such a creep and doing it oh it doesn't matter like he got fucking killed and all yeah, this shit wow. and people didn't believe her and stuff so yeah. then she went and showed some mm. person that didn't believe her where the body was and yeah. stuff and then people freaked out and like dobbed him and all oh. that stuff so then he ends up in jail like on um and he he fucking <laughs> pled not guilty oh there was another associate there as well mm that was like gonna do some shit and that guy pled guilty um got life with parole and then oh. troy kill pled not guilty and he's oh. the one that shot the guy six times in the face oh. gets life with no parole then because you're like yeah that's pretty fucked up oh. then while he's in jail i i don't know what the implication was it was like he gets um either gets assaulted like it sort of sounded like he got raped or some shit but it might have just been all this intimidation stuff and he just mm. couldn't take it and it seems like he ends up affiliating with a white power group sure. right? so then he's like oh, it starts becoming this fucking maniac mm. um another guy is in prison on zero to five mm. for a 900 dollar check that he wrote like under it was like from a sheriff or like a cop's checkbook right and like tried to forge it from a cop's checkbook so he ends up getting like max punishment like zero to five on this like single check forgery um so he's in jail and then he affiliates with white power shit so then these two guys are together and apparently while there's some shit going on in their um what do you call it like the dormitory or whatever common area the block yeah, yeah. yeah um there's this like pretty massive like black dude that's just like talking shit to them about like oh how he likes to fuck white women and all this stuff apparently right mm. like just saying sort of this half provocative mm. racy shit um well probably not to us but you mm. know like in that sort of environment yeah. with these fucking gangbangers saying yeah. anything is kind of fucked up mm. um so then he takes that the wrong way like oh yeah we're gonna get into it and shit and basically the black guy and Troy Kell knew that next time that they were like sort of together they were going to fight or some shit right mm. <laughs> so Troy Kell being such a crazy manipulative fucking psychopath somehow gets prescri- like the uh, forms that you need to get signed into the infirmary right mm. and they fucking forge an infirmary like f- form for mm. the um the victim the black mm. prisoner and get him called out of his cell at the same time that they like request to get called out of their cell mm. and I'm like oh this is so fucking active this one's so different to all these lockdown and like all these yeah. ones that I'm sort of enjoying and shit it's yeah. like it keeps ramping up yeah. and then they fucking are in the infirmary unhandcuffed and shit have shanks and stuff mm. and just like sort of confront each other and the like massive black guy walks up to sort of like have a fight and then the zero to five guy basically as the fight's happening they go to the ground he lies on the black guy's legs Mm. and troy kill stabs this guy like 40 45 times and it was the most fucking callous fucked up thing like i don't think i watched it actually all Mm. i like looked at the wall a couple of times and shit just because not because of how brutal or gory it is i can kind of deal with that but it was just the the detached Mm. like way he was doing it it was Mm. just like so robotic like oh no and like when they're asking him he's like yeah i just wanted to stab him until he stopped moving like mm. and then he would just move again so mm. i just like kept stabbing him and then he fucking he just wouldn't stop moving mm. like oh shit mm. and as he's doing it's just like so cold and just like changing like back of the neck mm. back 
down in the legs and stuff, just stabbing him fucking oh. everywhere. Just like, oh shit, like so slow and shit. And then, yeah, as he walked away, he said some fucking white power shit as well. It was just made it even more like stomach stinking. But yeah, that stopped my prison docker. <laughs> That's going to stop mine now as well. So like, Fuck, what a depressing story. Though. I was on so many like, uh, yeah, ramps. I was like, oh, this fucking like um, Georgia. There's heaps of ones in Georgia. Mm-hmm. That, like that can't state be good. prison ones and stuff that are cool. But yeah, just hitting this actual like documentary one that was about this guy instead of it just being about the prison. It was like, oh, uh, fuck, uh, this guy's fucked up. That's gross, huh? That's great. So now he's on death row, and the guy that was on zero to five for a forgery is life without yeah, parole. Like, you fucking parole. idiot. Oh my god. But they still. If for lying on some guy's legs? Yeah. If their lives were so shitty to begin with, though, it doesn't really matter, though, as well, so. Hmm. Them doing this. Like, and in- then heaps of the YouTube comments are like these um sort of. White power. No, like even thug black guys no. just being like, man, he did what he had to do, homie. <laughs> Prison life is this different shit and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. if you really think about it, like, oh, like he shouldn't have been dissing these, like, oh, the guys mm. to their face like guys straight gangster and this mm. oh fuck people are crazy mm. but yeah <laughs> I kind of like YouTube co- comments sometimes as this cool like you quickly try and scroll through a yeah. whole bunch of it to get like a dissection of the general reaction yeah, to the, right. it's the good video it doesn't always work but see we always say like oh YouTube comments are the worst yeah. but they're also sort of the most representative in a yeah, way yeah you can get a weird filter going on yeah. I would bang this chick exclamation mark <laughs> <laughs> they just like straight up shit fuck and all those ones that I, I would crawl th- with my nuts to the floor through broken glass for 10 miles just to sniff one piece of her toilet paper or some shit. Yeah. Wow. You see a lot of that kind of crap on there. Kind of needs to do a few push-ups. <laughs> <coughs> Fuck yeah. As do I, actually. So that's a bit of the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> Fuck. I fucking um, had some issues with my wisdom teeth like mm. a week, two weeks ago. Um, I was at about 64, 65 kgs. Mm. Yeah. And then um, after I had that issue, I lost about three kilos and went down to 61 because mm. I couldn't eat properly for like three, four days. And after having that, I was like, oh, in my mind, like I got to stop taking this shit for granted and actually mm. eat properly. It actually, it made me like, it, I don't know, maybe it is a wisdom mm. tooth, you know, but it, <laughs> it bitched me out on taking a eating a little bit too for granted with punching so much fucking crock mm. um you gotta fucking bulk up bro yeah and now i've put like since then going back to 61 i put a five kilos on in like a week and a half so <laughs> my body's pretty crazy hopefully i can keep that up for like two months and hit a target within like two months instead of six months what's your target then like 85 <laughs> and what are you now like 66 oh you're gonna have to hit that shit, bro. I'm gonna have to eat so much crap. Yeah, you have to. I'll bring around Maccas. Be like that fat girls and feeders, but with podcasters and shit, you know? Well, that's the thing. I fucking. I love weed. I love it. <laughs> and that is such as I love pussy. But I gotta make it about food. I don't though. know if that. I don't know if that's true. Though. I gotta make it about food, though. <laughs> we gotta make it about food. Well, that's a holy trinity, right? That's what I mean. Imagine if I. Um, imagine if to put on weight and do this, like pretty borderline homosexual bodybuilding shit um imagine if that was what made me stop smoking as much as i do that'd be pretty weird actually becoming i guess it's healthy though competitive bodybuilder no because then you got to get on the fucking juice or something yeah i think you look good i think you look good on the juice (laughs) some natch competition i think you look good well i do have these big balls so if they shrunk up it'd be a bit better 
don't know. Yeah. It's best to maximise what you got, I think. Yeah, I know, but if you get on the juice, they do shrink up, so it'll look a bit nicer. <laughs> it's a little uh, unbecoming at the Mine moment. Mine look like sort of kneecaps on, mm. on an elbow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> The sound of summer. Of what? The sound of summer. It's been a test cricket starting soon, right? Yeah. Gonna have to put some ice cubes in there. Okay. Get out the esky. Just party up. Yeah, the UFC was basically like going to a test match. We were there from like 10.30 in the morning to like 6 at night. Or oh, really? That yeah. sounds exhausting, man. Fuck. So, yeah, so... You can see how we've slipped into the, um... Into the humorous bigotry. <laughs> 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 this whole show is your way of sort of getting... It was, uh, yeah, it was fucking... It was pretty poor. But I like, it I find also... it... Can I just say, I find it admirable the lengths you go to to sort of explain yourself doing this kind of thing. Like, yeah. it's a standard human feeling of, like, guilt and shame, but I think you analyzing it helps all of us. It's pretty bad, mm-hmm. but, like, it's also because the guy that I didn't like so much, who I find to be kind of shitty guy... Yeah. Um, you weren't identified had with so much fucking support there and it makes sense because like like I said I was going as a guest yeah so it's like not the guy that I would have been like oh buy me a ticket to that fucking guy you know yeah, what I mean yeah. but it was it was rad because mm. of these other fights that mm. were on there but because of that mind state mm. I'm in this sort of mindset like oh fuck this guy yeah, I don't even good. like him yeah. and that's the guy that like most of all these yeah. Brazilians that live in Australia have gone to see yeah. like this ex-world champion yeah like yeah, you know yeah. like fucking loved yeah Hmm. so it was just weird and then having all of that love going towards this guy that in that moment I'm so fucking high and think that I hate kind of Hmm. thing like oh fuck this guy fuck this fucking guy and then everyone's just like yeah yeah Yeah. I'm just sort of like looking around astounded and shit like oh fuck (laughs) oh fuck what the fuck all these fucking idiots you know like Uh, um, they would fucking like him too mm. just fucking yeah blind tribalism then, right? <laughs> and it was me being so tribal mm, as well yeah. but being so fucking anti so I, I, know, I know I can call myself on it but it's only it's like, what were you saying it's what, like I've what got did you everything say? so did... down in my life it's just when I support sports if I think I'm invested <laughs> in it at all I'll just Say, throw a tantrum if you don't get yeah, it it's like yeah. playing sport too hard like occasionally mm. sometimes I would play sport too hard when I was a kid and it's the same kind of thing it's just like just go straight for the kill <laughs> I don't know probably like probably my friend even saying like oh man you're so dirty like about um being like that Covington guy and like oh you're basically saying they're all filthy and shit as well and I'm like yeah man why do you think they're all fucking here because <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> their country kind of sucks Fuck. you know so it was all this grating stuff with truth behind it but it was just said it was so callous and mm. fucked up to make my friend laugh and also cringe mm. but like <laughs> I did feel weird about it afterwards though like fuck <laughs> maybe I can't watch sport anymore I saw a good public freakout video the other day where this chick was like losing it at like it's not some, like it threw a banana at anyone. No, that's true. At some um, uh, grocery store, and this chick was like, "Ah, you fucking blah blah go off." And the manager, sort of a bit campy manager, is like, "Man, be quiet or whatever." And she's like, "Go to hell!" And he's like, "I am in hell listening to you." <laughs> it's 
straight off the bat. You can't write that shit. It's cool. So I don't know. People, I guess yeah. Everything energies are unleashed at UFC. Where was it? At the where? Where they hold it? Homebush. Kudos. Yeah. Where's that Kudos Arena? Yeah. yeah. That was good. I love Hoist Gracie. You know what I mean? It's got oh. nothing to do with the country. I was just in a shitty mood about this one guy and then just start saying the fucking ridiculous shit. Oh. <laughs> I will get into- But I still, I avoided saying anything too bad oh. and touched on things that are really touchy and might piss people off. But so still, I don't know. It's, it's not as know, much of a fuck you. It's big, still bad. The biggest fuck you I heard was that New Zealand flew to Peru to play play peru in a qualifier the last qualifier for the soccer world cup or whatever next year and they purposely got over in south america they always try and fuck heaps with the visiting teams right like send up they not apparently anymore but they used to just order like you know uninvited or whatever just like high class prostitutes up to the team's room or whatever to try and not to like drug them just to tire them out and shit (laughs) apparently that doesn't go on as much anymore but the crowds are super loud outside the visiting team's hotel rooms so New Zealand has thought ahead of this after this long flight and like got like a 20th or 22nd floor (laughs) in like the city's high rise or whatever so the Peruvian air force flew fucking jets past (laughs) super loud to keep them awake (laughs) Like, just these low flybys of jets from the Peruvian Air Force. <laughs> it's pretty bad. No wonder people say bigoted shit, mate. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> if I was in New Zealand, I'd never Fucking forget. Peruvian you know. flyby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new Zealand is getting so scarred by it and shit. Fuck. That's a new sex move, by the way. The Peruvian flyby. <laughs> That'll keep you off all night. Fuck. You have to eat so much chili con carne the night before. <laughs> Crass. <laughs> But true. It's like mummy used to make. Just like mummy used to make. Fuck. Well, I guess, I don't know. This is a bit self-indulgent. I don't know if I should do this. What do you think? No, no, you've got your dick out already. I've got my dick out. That's very self-indulgent. <laughs> but I found, literally, I'm not, I just found this the other day. It was from like a yearbook at the end of year six. So about 22 years ago or whatever, right? And you were talking about memory earlier and like infants. And it's still a... So yeah, I found this book and it was like 22 years ago or whatever and it's just people writing at the kind of uh, end of the school year before everyone goes off to high school and that's so cute what do you think you have to be the most annoying biggest son of a cow i've ever met keep it up i'll miss it (laughs) i'll see you again because you still have my cd cones boys still suck i'll miss your stupid sense of humor good luck in the future (laughs) from maya <laughs> Gee, thanks, Conan, for what you wrote in mine, but I'm not quite so mean. Good luck in the future from Alicia. What do you reckon I wrote in her thing? God damn, you've been trolling since before the internet. Yeah. Dear Cones, don't grow up to be a bum. <laughs> That's a good one. Here's another one from Eric. Cones, I hope to see you happy at your new school with most of the quote nerds. Like, fuck you. Fuck, you brought it out in modern Facebook talk. Exactly, it's old right? Facebook. Here's one from Joanna. God help the woman who marries you. <laughs> she secretly loved you. Well, not that one didn't. I don't know. No, see, that's the thing. And then... What does it come along a bit further? Thanks for bringing some humour into our class. Thanks, Amber. That's pretty good. Oh, but Lisa says, sorry, this is short. Merry Christmas, but I don't have anything to say. She wasn't really into it. <laughs> and here's a good one from Christy to finish off. Dear Cones, you're a real funny guy. Get stoned. 
don't act bad in front of girls and don't become gay love heart christy it says to get stoned on there yeah you're a real funny guy get stoned it's don't act year six right yeah don't act bad in front of girls and don't become gay oh, chick's crazy and then again this is Maya again I'm bored well I'll go now same girl that signed it earlier <laughs> how good's that I'm bored again I think she might have liked me <laughs> but I didn't even notice her and that's what's tragic about life you know? <laughs> and that was my point of making that I think <laughs> and then so he's like oh this is recurring one <laughs> yeah yeah right I didn't notice <laughs> and here's another one Cones, I always loved you, please remember me, with lots of love from Amber. Even though she wrote some crazy shit like earlier. What's that all about? It's a bit hectic. <laughs> with love hearts. I always loved you, please remember me. Fuck. Should have kept this for kind of confidence in high school and shit. Alright. Oh, mm. You still got the photos from back then, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Well, I'll digitize it. Or like the, uh, the class list with the phone numbers. Oh, yeah, the class list. You might have to figure out the extra nine, though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what I wouldn't do for one of those class lists. Uh, how cryptic for our American listeners. Hmm. Goddamn. They probably have something similar. <laughs> I don't know. That, I feel like that was a bit self indulgent. But I hope everyone just thinks back 22 years ago. 9021, whoa. 9021, whoa. Just watching uh, I don't know that was pretty pimp actually hmm. <laughs> it's in this tiny little handwritten book sort of thing so <laughs> I'll tell you what else I've enjoyed I should have heard it before and you might have said it but referring to and I did it at work today right someone was talking about someone else smoking ice and getting a thousand bucks worth of ice right I won't go into the context of conversation but like they're like oh a thousand dollars worth of ice for doing this and I'm like just sort of half under my breath amongst a group of people oh that's a lot of shards and like <laughs> right sort of half to myself and this sort of huh, like a couple of people got a tiny laugh or whatever but I felt like they didn't even know what they were laughing at. and one girl who's a bit late and sort of stuff or quite low she was like <laughs> and I looked at <laughs> looked at me with this full of like looking over at me laughing heaps like the, the one person in the group oh. <laughs> yeah. but yeah shards I <laughs> sorry I was on the tree of woe <laughs> the tree of woe <laughs> The tree of wow. Um, Conan the Barbarian's a pretty good movie. It's fucking epic. Yeah. Thanks for showing me that again. I have to watch it nightly at the moment if I actually want to get big muscles. Well, this is some advice you've been given. I've thought about it a bit, and it's, it's pretty good advice. Watch Conan the Barbarian. I haven't been able to commit to it though. <laughs> you should. It's pretty cool, but. but. I think I got through it about twice or three times, and then I was like, I But also, I actually read about the movie afterwards because I was bored at work yeah. or whatever, reading Some of the it. shit you sent me about it was fucking and, cool. Yeah, and he cut, <laughs> he, um, he cut quite a lot of weight. They needed him a bit more athletic than what he was. <laughs> and and uh, whatever, the Oliver Stone, I think I predicted while watching it, I'm like, oh, this must have... I didn't know it was by Oliver Stone, the screenplay. And I'm like, oh, man, he is so coked up. And like quaaludes and coke and shit. And then when I was reading, it was like, yeah, it was written when he was struggling with drugs and shit. Like, <laughs> excellent. Um, a very entertaining movie. Yeah, he has sex with this weird sort of fire demon priestess yeah. chick. He has sex with a few people. He predicts that he's going to be a king by his own hand. Mm. I think it's just because it appeals to that it appeals to that fantasy in everyone's head, right? It's sort of shameful to say, but it's sort of true. The ultimate barbarian, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. So, what did I laugh? 
over and just completely change the conversation and go back on own. That was pretty offensive. <laughs> no, it, was a, it was a well done laugh. <laughs> You've ruined it now, but you know. Um, what a fuck face. Good film. But that's the problem. This is what we are talking about earlier about the knife edge on which comedy and life perch. You know? <laughs> it can go one way or another and like you're either lifted up on people's shoulders cheering like adulating you for your kind of like inside wisdom or you're booed and hissed cowering in the corner while you know stones tomatoes fruit gets thrown at you, you we really it. we just have to sort of sit there as a spectator yeah but if you don't if you never never play you'll never never win you know duck a few tomatoes duck a few tomatoes it's easy to think that yeah i'd rather be yelling freedom and getting courted than just fucking um but is that true not really, because like <laughs> you want to celebrate the uh, the fact that your bloodline made it to the point that you're a person living right now. But yeah, that's why you meant to have like making another one. That's why you meant to have six kids and die at twenty eight or whatever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they were all off in a boarding school anyway. They wouldn't have known their dad. Oh, you mean die on purpose at twenty eight? No, just fulfill your glory or whatever <laughs> at twenty eight. Yeah, well, saving Scotland. I wasn't doing that when I was twenty eight. You know, <laughs> but. William Wallace is dead, but his name goes on. It's that legacy. And people are willing to die for that. That's what you have to be remembering. Not, yeah, you not, should have yeah. the kids super early and then work on the legacy. <laughs> work on the what? Your legacy. Yeah. It's pretty harsh, but I don't know. I've heard having kids makes girls way happier anyway, so it's all right. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of things advertised to make girls happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the way it is. UFC is also like, a, you know, it's all a product at the end of the day. Whatever. The state fucking <laughs> robbed me of my sexual currency. <laughs> that's such a bad idea. Now I've got to com- compete with fucking the welfare system. Hmm. Where girls can sort of just, you know, get a cup of sperm. Hmm. You know? Mix it all up. Because the government check's kind of as worthy as me. Not anymore, because i got this sweet body. Hmm. You're back in the game, huh? I'm fucking back in the game. <laughs> I like that attitude. I didn't like it at first. <laughs> you almost quit so hard you sort of like. See, this is the problem, though. It's like play, playing so hard. You know, you forget that you're doing a character at some point, and then you start acting like an asshole, and then you feel guilty about it. Well, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to varying degrees, it depends, I suppose. We all but have I've our ri- own. I've written the book, so it doesn't yeah, even fucking it. It matter. Doesn't matter. say whatever the fuck I want. That's true. That's what I mean. It's like, you're, yeah, that's what I was going to say before. I, <laughs> yeah. It's like the Kevin Spacey thing as well. Oh, shit. Um, how you're saying, how do you fucking weigh the two things up and all that? And I was trying to justify it and everything. And it's probably not going to justify it either, but mm. the um, how you you can sort of appreciate the art in something that's not related to that guy being a piece of shit sort of mm. thing. Yeah. How is this related to Because rocketry basically got such a kick in the ass from the Germans from sure. World War Two, And I've looked in awe at heaps of space launches, you know mm. what I mean? And it's not like I'm worshipping Hitler every time I look in awe at a space launch. You're sort of, you're not worshipping him, but you're worshipping what he stood for, I think. <laughs> you know what I actually hear when it, um, when it goes and takes off? What? I just need, 
Fuck. Well, that's why I'm talking about this glory and stuff. Australia needs a better song. What song is that, anyway? The Russian National The International Fuck it, fuck me up. You know, the glory of the space race and shit. Yeah, that is a classic anthem, fuck. Um... Australia's is so Would you prefer? Do you know it was a pageant? Like it's. It, do you know where Australia's it came from? Australia's is nostalgic. Here's a fun fact. Do you know where it came shitty. from? It was a well-known and long-standing vocal warm-up practice. Is that serious? Mm-hmm. I thought that was a joke. No, I think. God so. damn it. Da, 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 oh, that's da, fucking da, shit. Yeah, I know. I know, <laughs> so it's it is like, actually shitty. But uh, people have been like, we should change it to World Thing Matilda and stuff. Our, and vocal, our national anthem basically is like. Yeah. Well, you can't get behind it and shit, you know. Would you prefer Waltzing with Hilda as Australia's national anthem? Yeah. <laughs> It'd probably piss more people off, so yeah. I'd go for it. <laughs> so and cr- there's Billy in it. Yeah, I'd Billy. Go for that shit, okay. Yeah, for Bill- the the Billy Boyles the and Billy shit. Boyles and fucking shit. suck on that. Wait, well, Billy- yeah, that's why. It's same-sex marriage now. Fucking pot's got to be like two weeks away. <laughs> totally, right? That's what someone told me. Hmm. The green arrives with the pink. That's what I've heard. That's why I voted yes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least we're all on the right side of history. Yeah, absolutely. Right, I agree. I'm happy for everyone. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even Bob Catter. Even Bob Catter. Sorry, you mentioned rocketry just to get off that a second. Um rocketry or whatever i found a pretty cool article we're here. off that for good bro we had the fucking vote yeah we had it. that thing sold there's no more progressive sexual cause to speak of that's all sorted it's all sorted done okay washington post seeking to prove that a conspiracy of astronauts fabricated the shape of the earth a california man intends to launch himself 1800 feet high on saturday in a rocket he built from scrap metal Assuming the 500 mile per hour mile long flight through the Mojave does not kill him, Mike Hughes told the Associated Press his journey into that atmosphere will mark the first phase of his ambitious flat earth space program. <laughs> his ultimate goal is a subsequent launch that puts him miles above the earth where the 61 year old limousine driver hopes to photograph proof of the disc we all live on. It'll shut the door on this ball earth, Hughes said in a fundraising interview with a flat earth group for Saturday's flight. Theories discussed during the interview include NASA being controlled by round earth Freemasons and Elon Musk making fake rockets from blimps. (laughs) Hughes promised the flat earth community that he would expose the conspiracy with his steam powered rocket, which will launch from a heavily modified mobile home. Though he still acknowledged he had much to learn about rocket science. The whole tech thing, he said in an interview, I'm really behind the eight ball. So what was funny is I read through, this is a good example of fake news, right? You're like, oh, that's crazy. Went through down a bit further. And basically, here's this home main inventor. He's done it before. And he was struggling to build this new bigger one. But he was, didn't have enough money. So basically started a Kickstarter. And just like, yeah, I'm this flat earth guy. I'm going to prove that the earth is flat uh, on Kickstarter. And all these guys are behind him. And so he like doesn't that. really believe the earth. Who knows? Uh-huh. He, he's making out like he does. If he does, he's a fucking idiot because then he's going to have to use science from the Earth being round to launch his rocket into space. Yeah, I don't know, but I'll be impressed if he can prove it is flat. Unless they just made up this really solid math that somehow makes sense for a flat Earth and their fake round Earth thing so that mm. you just get fully tricked. Mm. They just trick you with the mass. Mm. Fuck. No. I think he's probably going to use Isaac Newton's fucking... Yeah. 
laws to but he doesn't even figure believe out it. how much weight he needs to it's just such a to. hustle and it made me think about people sitting at home giving money because they believe the earth is flat and paying yeah. this guy to do this and it just sort of upset me he's like the anita sarkeesian of flat earth <laughs> totally <Right? laughs> sort of they're all like that basically it's all the same. even milo's like that as yeah, much totally. as I like it. so it's this yeah i don't know it's this new celebrity gotta have your stick yeah you gotta have a stick it seems i don't think i could handle that you get a car you get a car <laughs> fuck everyone's got a stick yeah what do you do hmm. what do you do what can you do i'm asking you genuinely what can you do for I'm gonna me put you through that fucking wall <laughs> what have you done for me lately see you're getting on the shards can't do boston hmm Speaking of Boston, my girlfriend says she's quite tolerant of a lot of smut or whatever. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, in terms of, like, you know, blue humor and stuff like that. But, <laughs> but she's like, there's one thing in Family Guy that puts her off. And she says she can get all the other jokes and, like, blah, 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 but it's just the fact that Brian is a dog and yet fucks human women. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for blowing up your spot, uh, but, you know, that's, I thought that was interesting. No, it is, yeah. yeah. It's a funny thing. Funny thing. It's a funny thing to hang up on, too. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I get why it's a weird thing, but I guess he's just sort of like the interchangeable character where, like, it would be Roger in American Dad. True. But him being a dog just makes it so much dirtier. Because mm. Alien... Uh, Roger gets a lot of fucking dick and pussy and yeah, fuck, stuff. Yeah, he fucked the fish and stuff as well. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> I don't know. You got I me. watched it like twice though. I'm heaps tolerant. Yeah. I've watched quite a lot of stuff more than once because of how tolerant I am. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I guess that means it's almost time to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been fun. I don't know, man. It's been a nice, lazy little one. Big shout-out to our fans out there. DB, big props up to you. Hit us up on fucking uh, Cones and Doe. At gmail.com. Cones with a Z. I might check it. Yeah, I might check. we might check it one day. But thank you for joining us for this hour of... I don't know. I don't know. I can never come to any conclusion. It was basically a half-apology from me and some insight yeah. from Cones. I still, yeah, you know, <laughs> I was more just commentating on your thoughts sort of thing, you know? <laughs> but sometimes that's how you got to do it. There's a reason they have an interviewer and an interviewee, you know? Fuck. Do you reckon you have a song that you could probably just pull out of your ass that's about them all? I don't have, I don't have one, but I know a band that does. They're that's what I meant, like, yeah. just to spin on the disc jockey. Yeah, they're called uh, Generica, I think, and I think this song's called Bitched Out at the Mall. You've, you've spent most of this apologizing to not Brazil but like for being a bit of a racist and it's a passage I just remember from uh, Michaela Hollebeck the French author and I found it up so if you can get away with yours he says he was starting to get pissed off with the world's stupid obsession with Brazil what was so great about Brazil as far as he knew Brazil was a shit heap full of morons obsessed with football and Formula One 
It was the any plus ultra violence, corruption and misery. If ever a country were loathsome, that country specifically was Brazil. Sophie announced Bruno. I could go on holiday to Brazil tomorrow. I'd look around a favela. The windows of the minibus would be bulletproof. In the morning, I'd go sightseeing. Check out eight-year-old murderers who dream of growing up to be gangsters. Thirteen-year-old prostitutes dying of AIDS. I'd spend the afternoon at the beach surrounded by filthy rich drug barons and pimps. I'm not sure that in such a passionate, not to mention liberal society, I could shake off the malaise of Western civilization. You're right, Sophie. I'll go straight to a travel agent as soon as I get home. Sophie considered him for a moment, her expression thoughtful, her brow lined with concern. Eventually, she said sadly, You must have really suffered. That guy fucking hates Fabrizio Verdun. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind and dark. Hey! Viva la Brasilia. Never let you go. You stay with me tonight. And maybe when you're by my side, I feel like I can't fly. So just turn out the light. You're the one that I want most of all. So take my hand and follow me to the mall. My parents, they just don't understand. 